Hello and welcome to The Book Album, your place for everything related to reading and language. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gens. Now, bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hello and herzlich willkommen to unserem podcast. Welcome to week 10, 11 of reading for the year 2023. This has been a crazy year. It started kind of backwards from what I've normally done in years previous to reading, but we'll talk about all of that. We'll talk about books that I've enjoyed, strategies for reading the 52 books a year that is normal for me but was not normal in 2022 2022 as many of you know was a big year for me so let's get into the reading analysis so like i said at the beginning of the episode this is week 10 11 I'm recording this on a Friday, so it's coming out on Monday, and I figured I'm in week 10 presently. It's going to be out on week 11, so we're gonna ride that line <laughs> between the 10 to 11 book goal for this week. Where I am at with that is I have read seven books total throughout this year, that includes January, February, and up to the present moment as I'm recording. We'll talk about a little bit why I have only read seven books. It's a, compared to the around 12 to 13 books that I usually would have read by this point. Um, but again, seven compared to 10, so I'm a little bit behind by around three books or so. That's around half a month behind. Um, from what I would normally be at slash what this weekly goal marker is telling us. In terms of what I've been reading and why and how lately, I usually start the year in January with a bunch of short books or easy to read books. This is a strategy to help me get the snowball rolling for the year's worth of reading. And it's also really nice because I'm typically on a semester break and I can get those books out of the way pretty quickly. So it's very motivating on one hand, it's relaxing on the other, and I have time on the third point. These are books like books from David Sedaris or books from Haruki Murakami. A couple years ago in 2021, I read a book called Luminescence by Art Garfunkel that definitely also fit into this category of memoir. Nice to read, easy to read, a big win all in one. This year, however, I go to school on a different continent than I used to. Um, I go to school in Germany, as many of you know, and the semester breaks uh, function a bit differently in Germany than they do in the US. So I had about two weeks of break in December, which I used to <laughs> prepare for finals. Um, which started in late February, early March, and <laughs> that was where my time went. So instead of having the time and space as I normally did to read a bunch, to prepare a bunch, I ended up using that time differently, and therefore the choices that I made with reading turned out much differently than they have in years past. So that will likely result in a different strategy this year for getting all my books in. 
I started it off with, um, from what it looks like, one shorter book but in German, so it took me a little longer to read than it would have if it was in English. Um, like probably two to three hours, and then I started the year off. My first book that I finished was I'll Eat When I'm Dead by Barbara Borwin. Um, I did a review of this book. It was just so magnificent. I highly recommend listening to the review if you're more interested in it want a little bit more information before picking up the book, but this is one of the best books I've read in a long time, and I would highly recommend it. Barbara Borland, we reviewed her work in 2021 for Horrifying Classics, and her work is just fantastic. She wrote um, <clears throat> another book called Fake Like Me a couple years ago, and it's just been a real pleasure to read her work. She also has a new book um, called The Force of Such Beauty Out uh, that she wrote in late 2022, I believe the fall and winter of 2022. So, great author, uh, making big strides. Uh, she will keep you on your toes. I read this in one sitting, <laughs> as I did Fake Like Me, honestly. Um, <laughs> and so, highly recommend this author. This was a longer book, however, so definitely it fits into the categories of easy to read, pleasurable to read, but it's, it's definitely a longer book than I would normally go for in the beginning of the year like this. Because if you read shorter books at the beginning of the year, at least this is my <laughs> um, assessment here, um, what I would normally do is get through about three to four books in the first week of January, when then school would start in the second week of January, and I would finish the week, the year, or sorry, I would finish the month off by um, reading another two books. So I'd clock in roughly four to six books, depending on how on top of things I was for the month of January. And then by the time March or um, finals rolled around for university, I was on the quarter system at Northwestern. I would have uh, I would get about two weeks behind two weeks behind on my reading, so I would have to have those books pre-read for March, and then I would continue reading as normally for the other months. So that was the strategy, if you will was to pre-read as much as possible for the month of March because it's always a doozy for me and that has proven no exception um, with the finals that I've had in my master's program back in Germany. Um, so again, it's been um, a learning process throughout the entire um, time since I started this reading challenge about, well, I started it in 2016, so about seven years ago now. Um, and it's always, it turns out a little bit differently, but again, I think if you pre-plan and if you strategize for it, that's the best way to approach this uh, challenge. So in terms of what I will do moving forward, I definitely, like I said, read some books at the beginning of the year that were longer, different styles than I would have chosen at the beginning of the year and previous years, but my situation is also very different, as I said. I have seven books under my belt, and this is a really weird point in time to be recording this particular video, um, or podcast rather, because I have three books that I'm within the last hundred pages of finishing. <laughs> so I'm reading Thou Shalt Prosper 
um, by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. I'm also reading uh, Alina Regan's new book. Um, she's a chef uh, who primarily had restaurants in Chicago, but now works in Michigan's Upper Peninsula uh, as a bed and breakfast type um, accommodation in Milkweed Inn. Her new book, Field Work, I'm also within the last hundred pages of finishing. And then I have a German book that I've been reading called Accentfrei by Yoko Tabata. And uh, that book I'm within the last 50 pages of finishing. That's a tiny book. Um, it's very, very interesting, entertaining, um, just superbly written. I would highly recommend it for those of you who speak German out there. Um, I read German for those of you who can find an English translation of it. Uh, I guess the <laughs> English translation would be something like accent-free or accentless, something like this. Um, but I highly recommend that book. So again, I'm <laughs> three books within the last 100 pages. I just finished um, a book a couple days ago called The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. So my reading, in other words, I've def has definitely picked up. I feel like I've just been reading a lot, but it's been split into more avenues than usual. <laughs> so I've been really intense, but on four books at once. Um, so I'm hoping to just finish these last three books and then start anew and sort of have two books that I'm going with. Um, there's a Deanna Spiata book, I think it's called Wayward, that is on, that has my bookmark in it for the next book I'm going to start reading. So um, you know, hopefully just the fun um, nature of Spiata's writing will help me keep going uh, toward my goal. So in terms of what's realistic, I do have finals still. <laughs> They're still ongoing throughout um, basically the whole month of March until the 20th. Um, I have some lectures that I'm here in Chicago um, to give on my research and I've been preparing for some other talks coming up. So in terms of what's realistic with my reading, I'm going to say that I'll have at least one to two of the books, that's 150 pages approximately if I finish Accent Guy and maybe um, the memoir by Alina Regan, Fieldwork. If I finish those two, that's 150 pages of reading, maybe an hour and a half um, for me because I am a very fast reader. Um, and then I'll be at week 11, nine books. And then by the time at week, I'm at week 12, I'll definitely have at least one other book. So I'll be behind, I'll be playing catch up for the next couple weeks. But I think as long as I'm enjoying what I'm reading, as long as I am devoting at least an hour to it every day, I'll be able to get uh, some really nice progress back into my sales. That's what the short-term strategy looks like. Normally, and again, a year where I was in school in the US, what I would do is have that first three months of the year planned out as I outlined earlier. And then April, May, June were normal months, so I'd read four books a month for those months. Um, July, August, September, those were my bigger reading months, so I'd read 
in August one year, I think I read nine books, eight or nine books, which is a lot. That's a lot of reading. I would not recommend reading that much because I just couldn't force myself to read that much after August when I did that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to read a little bit more than four books. So if I'm ever behind by the time I get to um, July, August, September, my birthday is in July, so I typically take a little bit of a siesta around there. Um, I will use that time and space to catch up. Fall is usually typically just so busy for me. Um, so I will do everything I can to get ahead during the summer so that I can uh, do my best and stay on track. So that's pretty much what I do is I just plan for the periods of a lot of outside activity and I plan for the periods of rest and I fit my reading into those accordingly, but there has to be some measure of consistency throughout the year. So for example, like I know that I'm going to have some time in December to catch up on reading. I know that I'm going to have some time in the middle of the year. I know I'm going to have some time maybe during spring break or another sort of spring uh, season where things are a little slower and I can catch up, catch up on the reading. Again, it just depends on the situation, where I'm at. Um, I know a couple other people who have done this book a week challenge. They sometimes just have to take it week by week. And I definitely understand that mentality where every week you have to sort of just evaluate <laughs> where your uh, reading is at and how much time you can devote to it. I think both perspectives are important to keep in mind, especially when you're in the middle of the reading, having a sight on the long-term perspective helps with your motivation in the short term. And when you're looking at the long-term perspective too much and you get lost, it's good to have the short-term perspective to keep you present. I wanted to talk about how to change that strategy moving forward. I Clearly, I don't know exactly how the German school system is going to change my year. I have a basic or preliminary idea. I think in particular August, that key month for me typically, is not going to be August but September this year. Because the German school system starts in October, um, there's going to be a little bit more of a dead zone, quote unquote, in December, or sorry, in September. Um, then in August, August will be definitely a month of, if there are any finals, finishing them up. Um, I'm taking two international trips in August um, that I've been planning for months and months now, almost a year now actually. Um, so again, there's, there's a little bit of uncertainty around that fall time, but it's just going to be a matter of planning in advance and making sure that I'm consistent even during those trips, even while I'm really busy, making sure that I'm doing some reading. Let's talk about some books that I have enjoyed recently. I can talk about I'll Eat When I'm Dead all day, every day. I did an episode on that though. That can be linked in the show notes at relevanceofliterature.com slash notes. I read Martin Cheswick by Charles Dickens. That is our next book that we're going to review. Don't worry, it is upcoming. I'm making my way slowly through all the Dickens books that I wasn't able to read 
um, last year, so <laughs> that's definitely been um, a fun treat every month to get to read a Dickens book. Um, the Marriage Portrait, I really, really enjoyed. I thought about doing an episode on it, so if you would like to hear an episode on The Marriage Portrait, I'm not an O'Farrell expert, <laughs> but um, I certainly enjoyed The Marriage Portrait, and I have a lot to say about it. Um, it's a decent length. It's about the same length as I'll eat when I'm dead, so it's a really um, substantial book, but I think the prose and the way that the story progresses, the fluidity of the narrative, really help it to go quickly. I also have read, as per usual, I typically do all of my self-help quote-unquote reading in the beginning of the year within the first quarter, which is ending in a couple weeks here. So I did read uh, Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. This is a reread for me. I've read it maybe twice. It really helps me get the motivation <laughs> to write, to finish my novel, for example, um, to really get my daily rituals, stealing the title there, in order, in order to facilitate the best work. What I love about Daily Rituals is that it's a very open-ended presentation of very famous people's or notable people's daily routines, and you can take from it as a reader what you will. And for me, I love to look at patterns between the people or things that juxtapose um, other people. So for example, if there's two physicists in a row, then juxtaposing the one physicist's daily routines with the others. I think that's just been such an interesting and fruitful discussion of thought for me to have as I've been working on my own endeavors. Some things that I'm looking forward to reading. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Um, I have not read Kurt Vonnegut in a really long time, and which is a shame because um, Kurt Vonnegut is one of my favorite authors of all time. Um, I've read his entire um, of Wah. I've read all of basically everything he's ever published. <laughs> I have read. There are some things that are in rare manuscripts and things um, that I either have and have not read, or you know that kind of thing. But all of his published novels, all of his published short story collections, I have read. I. I'm a huge Kurt Vonnegut fan. I just, he just is so influential to me as a person, as a writer. And I've just really appreciated getting to know him through his work. Um, and I just really would love to connect back to my roots a little bit better and get back into some Kurt Vonnegut. Some favorites of mine, I love the book Slapstick by Kurt Vonnegut. Um, that's been the one that's been foremost in my mind. Player Piano is one of my other big favorites by Kurt Vonnegut. And so is Mother Night. That was my top favorite that I read every single year um, for several years in a row, four or five years in a row. Um, I adore those books. I think, um, you know, they just really lended a lot to my early development as a reader and as a writer. Um, Welcome to the Monkey House is another just amazing book. I just, you know, that I would, 
I think, really benefit from reading again. Uh, Vonnegut's craft as a short story writer, you know, in terms of the writing circles that I'm in, he's almost never talked about, and I think that is a sham. <laughs> I think absolutely he lended so much to the development of the, or the American short story during the time in which he was writing in the 1960s um, and onward. Other books that I really enjoyed from him, Look at the Birdie, um, While Mortals Sleep. I really loved those books. They're a little bit outside of what people would think of normally. In his avoir, um, Palm Sunday, I loved that book. Um, so, you know, all of these Kurt Vonnegut books, again, highly influential to me. I would highly, highly recommend them. Um, Kurt Vonnegut is one of those writers with just so much range. People put him in the sci-fi contemporary fiction category, but what he writes is so literary, no matter what genre it is. And I just would, again, highly recommend that there's, these books are so rich with character and symbolism, plot that makes you like explode in your brain to think that Kurt Vonnegut wrote all of these novels and short stories on legal pads, handwritten, uh, just, you know, the precision of Kurt Vonnegut's writing along with the imagination of it all is what makes Kurt Vonnegut an astounding phenomenon in writing. So if that isn't a good enough review, nothing will be, <laughs> but um, highly recommend Kurt Vonnegut. Um, I think personally, uh, I will start with Slapstick. That's, um, he wrote this book for his sister. I think her name was Alice. Um, that's another one that I've come back to again and again, but I would love to reread Look of the Birdie or Welcome to the Monkey House, something with short stories in it. I would also love to read um, one of his kind of lesser known books, quote unquote. Um, yeah, maybe even play your piano. So that's what I'll be <laughs> reading in the next few months. Kurt Vonnegut, I think, in terms of other things that I would love to read, I would love to get back into Philip Roth. I really haven't read a lot of Philip Roth lately. I maybe read one thing from him last year and maybe one thing the year before. I used to read a ton of Philip Roth in 2017 and 2018, so I'd love to get a little bit more into him again. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, I've been trying to get more intentional in my reading this year. So getting back to things that I love to read, things that I consistently find value in, that has been really important for um, the start of the year, and I think that's maybe why I have been reading things kind of outside of the system that I usually have of reading these kind of short or quick or very enjoyable reads at the beginning of the year. So, in essence, yes, I am a couple books behind. <laughs> no, I won't be a couple books behind forever. I am going to stick to my reading goal this year in 2023. There's no reason not to. Last year was a crazy year, but I hope to make up the reading this year. If you have any recommendations for books or things to review, let me know. You can leave a comment under the show notes for this episode at relevanceofliterature.com slash notes. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and took a, an opportunity to review your own reading habits, whether or not you read a book a week like I do, a book a month, a book every three months, whatever it is, keep reading. And I'll see you all next week. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.